Happy Friday. Welcome, guys. My name is DK, and in this video, we're breaking down the seven-game main slate. One quick thing to note before we get into it is there is no late swap tomorrow. So keep that in mind with questionable players. Slate starts at 6 p.m. Central, goes to 7 p.m. So if you do have some questionable guys in these later games, uh, that is something to note. You will not be able to uh, late swap. But um, yeah, so the sponsor of today's video, guys, that's going to be Parlay Play. If you guys are not familiar with Parlay Play, you should be. Uh, player Pop Site, all the different sports that they offer are up here. ton of different sports. Uh, you can mix and match sports as well. You're building out slips of player props. They also have alt lines now as well. They made a lot of really cool updates. Um, so if you guys do want to give it a try, you can use the code DKDFS or the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. Um, if you do click the link in deposit, it does help support the channel. So would appreciate that. And yeah, if you guys are looking for more content, you can check out my Patreon link down below. Also, going to do a stream tomorrow, uh, some prop hunting, uh, kind of go through my process of finding player props. Make sure to check that one out as well. Um, and then depending when they add stuff to the price picks board, may get a video up there as too. So I guess, yeah, it depends. I'm making this video a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, recapping the night, uh, recapping my night tonight, uh, it was awful. Um, I'm now homeless, actually. Uh, but no, uh, stack the Hawks, ran a massive blowout. Um, I mean, everything that went wrong could go wrong. Everything that went wrong, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for me, basically. So just one of those nights after a really good night last night, um, just punted away money. So, woo. All right, so let's start off with Charlotte. Um, yeah, so here's the thing with Charlotte, right? They're running a relatively tight rotation, but this team is just awful. They're getting blown out like every single night. No LaMelo Ball, no Mark Williams. Um, you should get, you know, Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller in a competitive game playing, you know, high 30s minutes. Bridges has been pretty bad late uh, of late. I played him tonight at low ownership. That obviously did not go well. Uh, it went awful, actually. But, you know, still a guy with 50 fantasy point upside, and, and the minutes are there for him. Miller's been a little bit up and down. Trey Mann, reasonable price point. One thing to note about Trey Mann, talked about in my most recent video too, is even when this team's getting blown out, like he is closing games. So that is a positive. Like the last two times, Charlotte's absolute, has gotten absolutely destroyed. Mann has closed. Nick Richards, I mean, probably sees high 20s minutes. Basically, Charlotte right now thinks more of like contrarian plays on this main slate. I think any of these main guys are playable. Bridges, Miller, Mann, Richards. You could throw Cody Martin in the mix. He dealt with some foul trouble tonight. Grant Williams, Misich. Reasonable options off the bench. Grant Williams started really hot for the Hornets in his first few games, and then it's kind of come back down to you know the Grant Williams that we all know. Uh, Misich actually leads the team in a potential assist since coming back from All-Star break, but he's only playing about 20 minutes a game. South Curry on a back-to-back could rest, but I don't really know if that would do anything. Like, I don't think you could pay me to like roster Nick Smith Jr. Uh, so, yeah. You know, pretty unappealing team. Definitely some, some guys that are playable for, for, contra- uh, for GPPs, but... Um, not a lot that stands out. Now, for Philadelphia, Embiid and Melton are out. KJ Martin's status is up in the air. Um, start with Paul Reed because his Mets are all over the place for Philly. It seems like he is playing a lot more against bigger teams and then against small teams. Like, the minutes have been limited. Like, last game against Boston, he only played 14 minutes. I don't think it was a blowout, too. Against Cleveland, though, he played 31 minutes. Against Miami, he played 39 minutes. So, Against Charlotte, do they really need him out there? Probably not. So uh, I think more of this a you know GBP only play. Maxi definitely intrigues me because the thing with Maxi, he's playing huge minutes in competitive games. Should should play around forty minutes. I do like Tyrese Maxi at that price point. Um, Tobias Harris, Buddy Heald, Kelly Oubre, all kind of secondary plays for me. 
Um, and then Kyle Lowry's 4.3. He's been coming out the bench and playing like low 20s minutes. He's a reasonable punt play. I think you should continue to expect that from him. Um, all right, let's talk about Cleveland and Detroit. So Cleveland, the big news is with Donna Mitchell, he is questionable. If Mitchell sits, you know, that's a uh, minutes uh, minutes usage and assist bump for Darius Garland. He'd be the guy that would really stand out to me at 6.8K. Um, you'd get more run for guys like Struess and Levert and Okoro. Mobley would get more usage. Um, Mobley did play, well, that was in double overtime, so what, 32 minutes in regulation. That's not been amazing on Mobley, but he would look a lot better, too, if Mitchell is out. So uh, it's a great matchup, too. Uh, yeah, Cleveland would be one of my favorite teams to target if Donna Mitchell is out. Like, all these main guys, Jared Allen feels a little bit too cheap. Garland and Mobley, I think, would be the standouts, and Lavert would be, look good off the bench. He'd be that secondary playmaker. Struess and Okoro as well um, would, would get a minutes bump. So there'd be a lot to like here from Cleveland if Donovan Mitchell's out. If Donovan Mitchell's in, I mean, I still like Mitchell himself. Uh, he's playing huge minutes in competitive games. He had a down game last game against Chicago, but would like his upside. And then if he's in, like, these main guys are still playable, Allen, Mobley, and Garland, um, you know, Struess, Lavert, because of the really good matchup. Now, for Detroit... So, uh, all their starters surprisingly played 30-plus minutes in their most recent game. I thought Stewart was going to be on some sort of limit because he hadn't played in like a month. First game back, 34 minutes. Um, so, uh, that is good to see that the starters, they finally gave him decent minutes. The Pistons were running really ugly rotations of late. Like, Cade, sub-8K, played 30, 36 minutes back-to-back games. He's no longer in a limit. It's not the best matchup, but the minutes should be there for him if the game is competitive. Duran should play 30-plus minutes. I think he's a reasonable contrarian play. 40-plus fans points in the last three games. Osuor Thompson, when he avoids foul trouble, he's been getting good minutes. 35 and 36 minutes over the last couple games. Uh, that's somewhat appealing at 5.5. Fontacchio moved to the bench, only played 21 minutes, a little bit tougher to get to him. Uh, the minutes tick down on some of these secondary pieces, like Grimes only played 14 minutes. Fournier was almost out of the rotation. So I think it's mainly the starters I'm looking to do for Detroit. Uh, but again, not really the best matchup. Now for Dallas, the big news is Luka Doncic. He is currently questionable. If Luka misses, I mean, Kyrie is a smash play. However, that would increase the blowout risk on the road in Boston. So you would have to factor that in. But yeah, Kyrie gets a pretty significant usage and assist bump with Luka off the po- with Luka off the court. So he would look great. Tim Hardaway Jr. would probably be that secondary, uh, you know, number two on offense. Uh, with Luka off the court, he has the second highest usage rate on the team. Uh, PJ Washington had a huge game last time out. I'll say a bit of an outlier, but the minutes are still there for him. Uh, uh, you do have Kleba back, so you're probably going to get three-headed monster uh, center rotation of Gafford, Lively, Kleba. Um, you know, Josh Reen will look better, too, if Luka is out. If Luka is in, I think it's mainly just Luka and Kyrie that I would look to. For Boston, when this team is fully healthy, they're always tough to prioritize. But, you know, the starters in competitive games should play 30-plus minutes, all five starters. It's just this team blows out teams so consistently. A lot of the times, the starters do see the limited minutes. Um, Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, White, Holiday, all in play. I think factoring in salary, my favorite option would be a 7.4K Porzingis. I do have a little revenge game narrative as well. Sub-6K Holiday does feel a little bit underpriced as well. 35 minutes in back-to-back games for him. Not a ton for the bench unit, I guess. I mean, you think the game blows out, maybe you could take a shot in like a 3.5K Peyton Pritchard. Golden State and Toronto. No Wiggins, so you should get Moody once again starting. Looks like Wiggins will be out for the foreseeable future. Um, Steph Curry, 9.1. I mean, here's the thing with Golden State. They're running pretty deep rotations. There's been 11 guys in the first half in the game tonight, but always have interesting stuff for tournaments. You know, Kaminga and Draymond, Pachemski and Klay Thompson, more secondary plays. Like, none of these guys stand out. Chris Paul on a back-to-back could rest. So, if he sits, you know, maybe a slight bump up those other guys we just mentioned. Moody, 4K. Mm. I think he plays low 20s minutes. You probably get, like, 15 or so minutes from Gary Payton. I guess he would be a reasonable punt play as well, but... 
Yeah, not a lot standing out for Golden State. For Toronto, on the other hand, this is a team that I do like. They've been running pretty tight rotation. Basically, eight guys last game. Abachi only played a few minutes. Um, the minutes have ticked up on quickly. Uh, Barnes has been playing huge minutes right now. 38-39 minutes over the last couple games. I think he looks into the top. Quickly has been averaging mid-30s minutes over the last five games. His uh, usage has been up as well. I think he looks pretty good. RJ Barrett at 7K played 35 minutes. Um, I think he's a solid option. Jakob Pertl at 6.4. The minutes are a little bit up and down on him, but one given run, we've seen some big games from him, like 40-plus in two of the last three games. The only issue is, like, do they really need him here against Golden State? I feel like this could be a game where maybe Olenek plays a little bit more and Pertl plays a little bit less. Um, Garrett Trent Jr., you know what I'm going to say by now about Garrett Trent Jr. Um, score independent, does have a ceiling, he's making his shots, but can hurt you if he's struggling from the field. And then last couple guys to mention, a 4.1K Bruce Brown. Minutes have been disappointing at him of late, but the price is also really cheap. And then Grady Dick is 3.7K. You should see around 20 minutes, too. Okay, Portland and Memphis, pretty disgusting game here. Two really bad teams going up against each other. But the one thing about Portland is they're playing their main guys' big minutes in competitive games. Brogdon and Scooter out. DeAndre Ayton is doubtful. Now, um, Duop, Reef started the second half for DeAndre Ayton, and then Jabari Walker played some backup five. So I expect that to be the case of, you know, Duop getting the start, but I think Walker would play more. So we'll talk about Walker here in a sec. But Simons and Grant in competitive games are playing huge minutes, like 41 minutes for Simons last time out. Jeremy Grant played 40 minutes. So those two, I think, are interesting plays. 7-5 for Simons and 7-1 for Grant. Um, Chris Murray's been starting. He's also been playing good minutes. Not really the best point per minute player. I finally bought into him last slate in the late slate. 0 of 6. No surprise. Um, but yeah, the, the, the big situation I think is interesting. So Duop Breathe is 4.2. I think he gets the start. Didn't play a ton. Um, but uh, Duop Breathe normally about a fantasy point per minute player. So uh, would say now is a decent value play. But I think the ceiling is higher in Jabari Walker. Also, he's got power forward eligibility. So Walker is the one that really intrigues me. I think he'll play a good amount at the five. Um, they could also dust off like maybe some Ibu Baji. We know he got some run earlier in the season. Um, you know, guys like Kamara and Matisse Thibel are playable. You know, Kamara is 4.2. I don't think I've gotten this guy once, this guy right once the season. Like I play him when he does this and I fade him and he does this. Been pretty frustrating. Thibel, I mean, it's a very frustrating roster too, but he's played 30 minutes in back-to-back games. So fortunately you have to consider some of Portland for Memphis too. This is another headache. Jaron out. Pippen out. Um, D-Rose out. Conchar and Kennard, doubtful. GG Jackson, questionable. I think the standout for me, because I'm assuming he's going to start again, is Jordan Goodwin. 4.7K, started to play 31 minutes, shot 1 of 8, still for 30-plus fans points. I think he's far and away my favorite play in Memphis. I really like Jordan Goodwin. And then a Triple J out, a lot of uses to go around. You know, guys like Vince Williams and Aldama, I think, look pretty good. Vince Williams, 6.1K. In competitive games, he should play 30-plus minutes. I like him. Aldama, without Jaron Jackson, should get a minutes bump. Last game, he played 36 minutes. I think he looks really good. Zaire Williams, a 4.6. Minutes have been very solid in him. I, I like him quite a bit. Um, Gigi Jackson, if he plays, actually has the second highest usage behind Jaron Jackson. He would look great. Um, Lamar Stevens should get a lot of run at 4.1K. He's actually played decent one given minutes for Memphis. Um, you know, we'd have to start considering guys like LaRavia and these, you know, G League guys to Watanabe. Like, unfortunately, Memphis is a team I really like tomorrow. Uh, factoring in the matchup, plus uh, the fact that they are very shorthanded. It could be even more shorthanded if Gigi Jackson is out. So, 
disgusting, but yeah, you got to have a lot of Anderson Memphis, in my opinion. Indiana and New Orleans, Naismith is questionable. We know what to do here, right? If Naismith is out, Matherin should start play 30-plus minutes. So Matherin's interesting there for tournaments. Halliburton and Siakam, the only guys you should expect 30-plus minutes from. A 34 minutes last game for Halliburton was good to see. Siakam should admit 30 minutes as well. Miles Turner, you know, seeing high 20s minutes makes him a reasonable tournament play. Um, not a ton else here, though, for uh, Indiana. Um, Nemhar, usually I get to when Halliburton is out. McConnell still playing some backup point. I mean, he's been solid. Like he's averaging well, like twenty five paint points a game over the last three games or so. But don't really know if it's necessary. Jalen Smith is four K. He should play the backup five. I am intrigued by him. Isaiah Jackson out of the rotation. Eighteen minutes last game for Jalen Smith and his power forward eligibility. So I think he's an interesting contrarian. Well, I guess I don't know what the ownership will be because I'm talking about this the night before. But uh, Jalen Smith, I think, is an interesting value play. And then Obi Toppin three point seven, but twenty four minutes last game. That's also. Uh, something to note uh, if Naismith misses. Uh, I think he would play a little bit more. Ben Shepard surprisingly played a good amount too. Don't think we can expect that again though. All right, talk about New Orleans. So they are finally fully healthy. Um, nothing really standing out, but I think Zion, Ingram, and CJ are all playable. One thing to note here is uh, Nance started the second half for JV. JV only played seven minutes of their most recent game. So that is obviously a bit concerning. Herb Jones minutes are way up, but his price point's up. Eh, no one's standing out to me for the Pelicans when they're fully healthy. This is a team I've been getting to a lot recently because they've been injured, banged up, but well, they're fully healthy, a lot of just like secondary plays. And finally, we got Sacramento, we got Minnesota. I mean, I've talked about this for the last like three days. What has been happening with like this injury news, man? You have guys like fully practicing or fully participating in shoot round and then getting ruled out. It's just been happening like, over the last few days, too. I, I don't get it. Fox was a full participant shooter on Wednesday and then missed. Um, I, f- I expect him to play, but I guess you never know. If Fox misses, you'll get Davion Mitchell most likely in the starting lineup, and then Monk would see more uh, minutes and usage off the bench. Um, Sabonis, so 10.2K. In competitive games, he's seeing big minutes. Uh, obviously not necessarily the best matchup, but I think him and Fox, assuming he plays, are, are decent contrarian plays. Uh, not a ton else standing out. I think Monk and Murray are reasonable. Murray's minutes have been pretty solid in competitive games. He played 33 minutes in a blowout. Monk, most of the time, is playing you know mid to high 20s minutes in competitive games. So those two are reasonable plays, but not much else. I think this team would look more appealing if Fox gets ruled out, but also that would increase the chance of this game blowing out. And finally, Minnesota. Ant, questionable, slow-mo, doubtful. I expect Ant to play. Usually he does play through injuries, and he did play through the injury last game, so I am expecting him to play. Um... Yeah, I think, you know, Ant and Cat and Gobert are all solid options. I think if I had to pick one, it would be Anthony Edwards. Now, Ant and Cat both played close to 40 minutes in the most recent game. And Minnesota basically ran an eight-man rotation of slow-mo out. So they're running a very tight rotation, which is good. Um, Nas Reed, 5.3K. You know, he's a good point-per-minute player. Um, so I always have interest in him for tournaments. If you get Gobert foul trouble or Cat foul trouble, he benefits. I, I mean, Conley's always just like a filler play for me. He's should in a competitive game play like high 20s minutes. McDaniels has been absolutely horrific, but he played 34 minutes in the most recent game. NAW, Monte Morris, they benefit with slow-mo out minutes-wise. 24 minutes last game for NAW. Monte Morris at 3-4 played 21 minutes. So, um, you know, those guys are reasonable punt plays. 3-9 for NAW, again, 3-4 for Monte Morris. Okay, guys, so that's going to wrap up the video. As always, if you enjoyed, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and I'll see you all in the next video.